a Mitt Romney challenger. It's about time. You know that feeling every single time you're about to dish out your hard-earned dollars, whether it's at the cash register or whether online to these woke companies that do not hold your values, where we are literally funding an agenda that is going after our children, when we're giving our money to Amazon, to Costco, to Walmart, to Target, you know that feeling? There's a solution. If you head over to economyunderground.com right now and put in your information, somebody from my team will contact you and explain to you and show you that you can have access to over 450 home products that you're using every single day, from laundry detergent to deodorant to toothpaste, all manufactured in the United States of America. My family has made the switch and we're now using these products for almost two months now. They're amazing. And they just added no mRNA beef that will come directly to your door. Probably the best ribeye I've ever had in my entire life. Head over to economyunderground.com right now. That's economyunderground.com. Put in your information and someone from my team will contact you and you will not regret making the switch. Trent Staggs, I am so grateful to have you on the podcast. Yeah, glad to be with you, Eric. Thanks a lot for the invite. Yeah, so when I saw this, I was just like thrilled because I keep thinking like who is going to go after this spot who is going to do this? Who is going to step up? And it's it's my buddy. So j- for the viewer and listener, I've known Trent for several years now. When did we do that one freedom event? When was that that you put well, that? I think that was back in 2016, 2017. That's right. I think somewhere around there. And so I've known Trent for several years. Um, do you want do you want to kind of tell the audience like where you've come from, um, kind of your background, why you're doing this? Um yeah we'll just get into it. No, well, thanks again for having me on. Yeah, my background, I think what a key differentiator between myself and, and Mitt Romney is I'm authentically Utah. And I'm, I'm here uh, from elementary school to graduate school, I've said. I've, I've attended Utah schools and I've raised my family here. Uh, I've operated several businesses. I've taken a company public just last year. We got listed on NASDAQ. And I've been serving my community in Riverton for the last 10 years, uh, four as a council member, and then the last six years as mayor. And I love Utah. I love my country. Uh, I love my kids. And that's probably the number one motivator for me to jump into this race. I mean, Eric, if you had asked me or my wife, Alicia, even three, four months ago, if this is something we were considering, it really wasn't on the radar. But I've had so many people reach out and express frustration with where things are going with this country, the $32 trillion in debt, the uh, compromise for the sake of compromise and always compromising our values. It's just, I I can't, uh, as I, as I said, when I announced enough is enough, I can't take this anymore. Mm. And I'm, I'm very, very concerned about the future of this country and what my kids are going to inherit. I want them to have the same opportunities that I have, right? I didn't, I didn't come from money. Um, I'm one of 10 kids growing up here in this great state. I got seven sisters and two brothers. My dad started out as a school teacher. Uh, we always struggled. We struggled as family. And, uh, but yet 
that idea that is America, that our our rights come from God, from our Creator, and not from the generosity of the state, mm. right? Not from government at all. And, and, and just to the viewer and listener, like Trent was one of the only mayors in the state during COVID that was standing up saying, guys, 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 like, let's think about this. Um, he was one of the only, um, Julie Fulmer was standing up. There was only a handful that could actually see like what this, what was going to happen to our personal liberties. And Trent was one of them. Um, there's another video that I want to play right now. I'm just going to insert the video about you, um, speaking up at the, at the, uh, school was it, it was the school board, right? Yes, at the Georgia School District. So let's play that video right now. Appropriate materials and pornographic material in schools. I'm here tonight to talk about an issue that I think has become uh, pretty alarming. And unfortunately, I don't think is getting the attention that it deserves. And it's what Ken, Representative Irie, was just talking about. And that is inappropriate materials and pornographic material in schools. Um, As mayor... Really, I view it as my number one job to protect the health and safety of all of our residents. And I've heard from scores of residents about the concerns of inappropriate materials in schools. I receive emails, phone calls. To a large extent, I need to tell you, they feel like they are not being heard. Um, I even... We had our city council even send out an email back in September highlighting this issue. There was a little bit of back and forth. Ultimately, we still haven't even met on this. I want you to know that I stand willing and able and ready to help in any way that we can uh, to fight this. But at the end of the day, this filth needs to be removed from our schools. There's over a hundred volumes that one parent organization has put together a hundred volumes still in Jordan school districts that clearly violate the law. Trent, tell us about your thoughts of why you did that. And I want the viewer and listener to understand the type and character of who he is and what he actually stands for, um, that he actually puts his money where his mouth is. So tell us about a little bit about that video. Thanks. Well, as as you said, I've never been shy uh, to stand up and fight, and that we need that more than anything in D.C. We need a fighter and somebody who's going to go back and push back on the establishment. And I did it during COVID, as also you mentioned, uh, saying no to the mask mandates, saying I'm not going to have my police department enforce this craziness. We're just not going to do it. Um, and I felt like I needed to do it here. I have I have meetings with all of our school principals and administrators in the summer or fall. I call it our school safety roundtable, and we've had some good things come as a result, more school resource officers and other things that we've tried to do as a city to be good partners with the school district. And we talked about this, you know, with um, Representative Ivory's bill that came out that really, I think, has a clear line of what is appropriate, what is inappropriate material for minors. And in highlighting it at that meeting last September, the school district said, we're going to take some action. We're looking at this. I requested to meet with them. We didn't hear for months. We didn't hear anything. In January, finally, they said, hey, we're going to take a look at this. Uh, Yeah, let's meet. Wouldn't set a date. And so I was very frustrated because in that time, I was hearing from parents too. And parents said, Mayor, 
there's all kinds of inappropriate material at our school. And they would show me, they would show me examples of it. They would Facebook message me, or they would just send me emails and, and talk about this. Um, and I had great parent organizations like Utah Parents United and others that would come out and they were giving me lists of all these, you know, a hundred plus books that were inappropriate in Jordan school district schools. And this becomes personal for me. I'm representing folks, but then I also have my two children. As you know, Eric, I've got a 13 year old son, 11 year old daughter. And I'm like, what is going on? And so uh, I, I took it directly to the school board. I felt like I've, I've tried to go through other, other avenues and have this conversation. It wasn't happening and went straight to the school board and said, look, I'm hearing from all these parents. I've requested a venue and meetings it hasn't happened. We've got to take action. This cannot ha- that this cannot last another school year. And I, I got to say, to their credit, they've been calling me. We've had they've had follow up meetings with myself, with Representative Ken Ivory, and some others. And I think we're going to see uh, some movement there. But it it takes it takes somebody who wants to stand up and be bold, and that's what I think the public wants. They want a bold, courageous conservative with yeah. conviction. Well, and it's not only what it's not only what the public wants, it's what we need. Like if we do not stand up right now, like this is the time, in my opinion, if we want to save this country, we have to have a massive pushback and change our culture. Right. And where's, where's Mitt Romney on all the, why isn't Mitt Romney standing up talking about the school issues? Why isn't Mitt Romney talking about the, the huge racial divides? Like, and I, I want this to be about your campaign. I just have so many things. I've got to just quiet my mouth sometimes because I get so frustrated with these people that claim to represent us and our state. I was against him coming in to, as a as a senator from day one, right? Because I, I saw it. Yeah. I thought, oh my gosh, like this is what he's doing. Number one, he doesn't even live here and he's coming right. in. Here. And then now it's like he doesn't even show up at these at the the conventions. He doesn't even show up there. And it's no, he doesn't. Oh, and, and that's you know, that's that's why I mentioned I'm authentically Utah and I'm from here. I didn't have to move from Massachusetts, or I'm not a Massachusetts millionaire, as I said in my video, like my, my launch video. Um, yeah, it's a little uh, it's beyond disheartening uh, the, the the level of representation we've been getting from Mitt Romney. You know, I uh, I actually did support him, I know he came in, he but. In 2018, I did for in 12 for president. In 2018, I felt like, okay, here's somebody with some solid name ID. He's got some gravitas. Perhaps he can get things done, right, to get this country back on track. And he had a video that he produced that said, he's going to be a fighter. He's going to go back there. And I put this in my launch video too. He says, if you elect me as your senator, I will end illegal immigration. I'm going to put us on a pathway to a balanced budget. I'm going to stop federal overreach and I'm going to appoint conservative justices to the court. Not only has he not done those things, he's done the antithesis, just the opposite. That's right. It. And it's 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 beyond frustrating. He hasn't done anything to stop the trillions of spending. In fact, he's voted for trillions, trillions of spending. Um, Mike Lee, our, our, our great Senator Mike Lee, just authored a letter a couple of weeks ago to President Biden and he had 42 other Republicans on there that said, we're not going to increase the debt ceiling unless you have substantial spending cuts. Mitt Romney wouldn't even sign that letter. I mean, as somebody who's saying, I'm going to put us on a pathway to a balanced budget, I'm going to fight federal overreach to not even want to put your name on that letter. And then, of course, we know he's done nothing for illegal immigration. He opposed Trump's border wall. Um, he was 
too petulant with respect to Trump. And he is one of the few Republicans that supported and voted in favor of Homeland Secretary Mayorkas, who is incompetent beyond measure. This guy is a buffoon and he's completely destroyed the borders of this country and not enforcing them. And then, of course, we have um, Governor Rom- or Mitt Romney saying that he would support conservative justices. And he was one of the three Republicans that voted to support uh, the most recent associate Supreme Court justice, the radical, radical Katanji Brown Jackson. And it's just I, enough is enough. I when I think of I, I just think. Look, I know God wins in the end. I know he's already won the war, but it is, this looks ominous. When you see all of the, you know, you'll understand the phrase secret combinations. It is unbelievable that this has happened to the United States of America so quickly. And so I just want to say thank you because I don't know, I don't know how anybody, I don't know how anyone can do this, what you're about to do because of the the evil forces behind i mean i just hope i just hope that people will pass this podcast on so that they can first understand who you are what it is that you're saying what you're actually going to do your your track record on what you have done and i think this could be great because i think most people most people that are semi-awake in the state of utah are tired of the man and tired of the name mitt romney that has somehow gotten to this position that represents all of us. Yeah, no, I think you're right. Um, hearing that uh, anecdotally, you know, as I'm starting to go around the state, um, I plan on visiting all 29 counties. I've, as a mayor and being in elected office 10 years, I've got lots of good relationships. We're building a very strong coalition of a lot of other elected officials throughout the state that are endorsing and as we start to raise money. Um, but I hear you, who would want to do this, right? And you have to feel almost a stirring and mm-hmm. uh, a, a feeling that you, you have to do this. And and that's where I'm at. And we've been blessed. My family has with some of the businesses I've operated and uh, the financial resources that we're able to have as a result. I love my community. I really love serving here in the city of Riverton. Um, the country's a mess though. And as we started, my wife and I started deliberating on this and thinking about it, but we have to step up. We've got to do something. Um, I hadn't seen a conservative yet uh, try to stand up and, and and enter this race, and it's it's going to take some time. And so we've got about a year before the next state convention and primary, and so we want to get out there right now. Um, it's going to be a multi-million dollar race, and so we're we're calling on everybody to support in any way they can at TrentStags.com and and definitely join the fight. So so Trent. So it's T R E N T stag. So just spell it just for people that are listening to the podcast. Yeah. T T R E N T S T A G G S trentstags.com. Mm-hmm. And you can donate there. You can also uh, sign up to volunteer. We've got, we've had hundreds of people that have already gone there and, and wanting to volunteer and say, Hey, I live in, Mm-hmm. Uh, I live down in St. George or I'm in Logan or I'm in yep. Sandy or Riverton. We want to be able to help. And it's just really encouraging. It's that, um, that's what is really going to keep us in the fight and win. Uh, yeah, and it's going to have to be just more than social media. Cause if, if everybody's seeing what's happening with say Facebook, for example, you can't right. get messages out. You just can't. It's like, remember I tried to share, I, 
well, I did. I shared one of your things and I have a group of 35,000 people on Facebook. I know it's remarkable. I call the Utah, Utah Revival, but it doesn't even allow for a reach. So it'll hit like, I, I think I shared your thing and it reached like 96 people. So, so viewers and listeners in the state of Utah, you really have to get active in this. Well, what can I do? You can buy signs. You can tell people about it. You can tell five to 10 people about it in your neighborhood. Hey, look, there's a guy named Trent Stagg. Here's his record. Here's his website. We need help. So it can't just be a simple share on Facebook because it's not going to reach. It will not reach the people that you think it's reaching. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It, it needs to be more than that. Um, and unfortunately, because so many conservative voices now are being are being stifled and that's what we need. We need people. Uh, to be able to spread the word um, beyond just social media, a volunteer to host an event and uh, donate to do signs, any, any of those things that mm -hmm. is going to be what it takes. What, what That's amazing. I'm so thankful that you did this. What, so, so name some other things like in your opinion of how we're going to get this country back on track but is there a possible way or you, I mean, you still have hope, right? Or else you wouldn't be doing this, but, I, but how do we, how do we truly do it? Yeah, I do still have hope. And that's why um, I'm jumping in. I, I, if you go to my website at trentstags.com, I've, I've delineated nine issues. There's, there's three top level themes I'm running on. It's all about smaller government, safer families and a stronger economy. And so, I have a track record the last 10 years in elected office of fighting big government. I like to say that mayors are on the front line of government overreach, whether it's been federal, state, or county. You know, and that was a big reason, decision why I wanted to run for Salt Lake County mayor back in 2020. Um, just all of that government overreach. We have to push back on it. Um, and there you'll see that I've broken down uh, some of those, some of those issues with respect to uh, taxation. Uh, you know, we, we've just gone so far afield from when the income tax was first implemented in 1913. Uh, people were exempt up to $3,000 then, which is $91,000 in today's money. You paid zero income tax and the top rate was 7%. And you had to make the equivalent of $15 million today to even be at 7%. So now today we're paying 25, 30% of people's income towards the federal government. I mean, our revolution was fought on a fraction of the tax taxes that they're imposing on us today. It's just absurd. We don't have a revenue problem. We have a spending problem. We have to have people in Washington that will fight, will cut out the waste, entitlement reform, and get us to a place where we have a balanced budget. I'm a believer yeah, in the balanced budget amendment. We have to be able to do that. So, well, And then all of the revelations of what's happening in the, in the, the deep state of the federal government, like all the revelations with the FBI that's happening right now, it is unbelievable. I mean, it's like all the all the snakeheads are starting to pop out from all over the place. And so I'm I pray for you. You hear the term you hear the term weaponization, right? Of mm -hmm. agencies. And it's very uh it's it's incredibly concerning uh, to me to be able to use government agencies like that. But we have to reduce the size, scope, burden of government one hundred percent. Let's get it out of people's lives. Regulatory reform, that's about a 2 to $4 trillion drag on our economy. And I talk to small business owners uh, like myself, 
uh, that have felt like they are too small to succeed. They say it, you've heard the phrase too big to fail. We're now too small to succeed because the layers of regulations that are placed on these businesses, we've got to get that out of the way so that we can allow our American economy and industry innovation to really move forward. And so uh, those are the, the key things with respect to smaller government, safer families. Uh, I say, look, we've got to put a wall of separation between woke and state. Mm-hmm. Uh, this pervasive, insidious ideology that's being promoted with this administration, in particular, the Biden administration, is just uh, beyond concerning. And it has no place in government. You know, any any of this woke ideology, whether it be ESG, CRT, DEI, look, uh, let's let's allow America to be a meritocracy and uh, people to be able to rise up on their own merits and not take into account uh, all these all these other things. And so I say as Senator, I will be woke's worst enemy. We've got to root that out. It can't be championed or endorsed at all at the federal level. Um, education also ties into the Safer Families theme. The Department of Education needs to be completely defunded. They've got about $180, $174 billion uh, right now in this budget year to spend, and it's it's ridiculous. Our state of Utah relies about 7% of their budget is reliant on federal dollars, mm-hmm. and yet the federal government controls so much of what goes on in here. Uh, we need to, we oh, need to cut gross. that tie cut that tie immediately. Parents need to have complete control over the education of their children. Uh, absolutely has to be uh, number one. Uh, and, and then with respect to a stronger economy, look, we need to have, um, <laughs> we, we need to have immigration. Uh, it, it, we need to just enforce the, the laws that we have. I mean, you know this, Eric, we're so kind hearted as a people in the country and in the state in particular. I mean, I've served a mission. Um, I've I, So many people have been overseas or uh, have worked with people from other cultures and races. We want everybody to succeed. We view them as uh, a son or daughter of God. Uh, but this federal government is exploiting people. Mm-hmm. And they are destroying lives. They aren't securing the border. We have 100,000 plus deaths just as a result of fentanyl. I see it. I see it with my police chief. Uh, what's going on with drugs all the way here in good old Riverton? I've seen buses drop people off, uh, immigrants here, and they just have no regard for these people. It's, it's, it's really unfortunate. Um, I believe that most of these people are very, very good. Uh, good-natured people. They're trying to seek a better life. But the way in which this federal government has gone about it, the lawlessness that's so pervasive at the border, um, you talk about all the human trafficking and just the destruction of lives and enriching the most nefarious people, these these gangs and these organizations mm-hmm. in the process is just absolutely disgusting. That has to be stopped immediately and will strengthen our economy and our nation. Um, without a doubt. This is so good to hear. I Listen, um, I support you. I'll do anything that I can to get your message out. I think that people, hopefully, if you're listening to this, please go to TrentStags.com, help him. Um, and if you don't have the the means to help him, you can volunteer, you can talk about it. You, um, what what other platforms? You're on Twitter. Can you? How do people get a hold of you there? What, what yeah, platforms do you... Do you want them to go to? 
Yeah, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, we're across those three, uh, at Mayor Staggs. Um, it, it, you can you can just find, you know, Mayor Staggs. That's, uh, we're, we're running underneath that. We say we need to be able to send a mayor to D.C., right? For this mm-hmm. job, we really have to send somebody who understands local government and the burden that the federal government is placing on local government to be able to get it out of the way. That's great. Okay, final message. What do you have? Final message. If this is your your one minute of of uh, having people understand who you are. Well, I I am a conservative. Um, I'm the only conservative in this race. We need Utah deserves another senator that is going to uh, promote conservatism. That is going to fight back. I'm also a fighter. I've fought the establishment my whole life. Um, and especially these last 10 years in elected office, I've got a demonstrated record. We push back on mask mandates, on on uh, vaccine mandates with OSHA that the federal government was trying to impose. Uh, even if, you know, here in the state level, I've been pushing back and uh, trying to reform government. I'm also somebody who's not a politician, right? I, I've come from the business sector and I've tried to take that innovative business person approach to government. And I think we've demonstrated, I've cut taxes by tens of millions of dollars here in Riverton. We've cut spending. We've innovated to have what I believe are the lowest utility fees and taxes in the Valley. Um, I've also been one that understands the economy. I've done a great deal to drive economic development in our community. That's brought in millions more in sales tax revenue uh, for Riverton City. And having you know somebody who's got a, a master's in business uh, who has operated several businesses, taken one public. Uh, I know what it takes to get this economy going. I'm also for energy independence. Uh, that's a huge deal. Uh, that's part of my stronger economy too. Utah, the state of Utah, 60% of it plus is owned by the federal government. We have to kick DC out of our state and allow Utah to be stewards of its own lands and be able to utilize the vast natural resources that we have here. We wouldn't need to import oil or resources from other countries if we were just got the federal government out of the way and were able uh, to go ahead and and uh, take advantage of our own resources that we have here. So uh, those are the things that I think I want people to walk away from. Conservative, I'm a fighter. Uh, I push back against the establishment. That's what we need in D.C. I'm a family man. I love my wife and children. Uh, and I'm always going to do everything within my power to uh, reduce the size and scope of government, have a smaller government, have safer families. Your families are very, very important and um, to have a stronger economy. Ben Stag, thank you so much for joining the show and um, God bless you and your family. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right. Well, let me stop that. Hold on a second. Stop recording. Stop recording.